Today, we take a trip to our neighbor to the north, the country of Canada. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. In just a few moments, I'm going to bring a guest on the program, Robert Metz, who is one of the hosts of a program called Just Right. This program is a podcast and also heard on international shortwave radio, like this program. And and I've heard some of their programs, and, and I really have enjoyed the things that I've heard. And for quite a while, I've been trying to arrange to have Robert Metz on the program, and I'll tell you more about him in just a moment. Just some updates for what's coming up this week on Truth to Ponder. Well, tomorrow, we have as our guest host, Jim Calhoun again, and he's got a wonderful program planned, trying to find, how do you find hope, joy, and love in these very troubled times? And I think it's something we all need to just stop for a moment and gather our heads together because this has been a difficult ride, especially during this, well, pandemic time, this time of also incredible political deception. I was thinking, and I'm going to get into this on the Thursday program, this mass delusion, we've talked about it several times, and I'm trying to get a handle, and I've been doing some research, and I've got some material that I really want to share with you and I'm just still still need to put some of this together. What does it take to get a country to go totally crazy and insane and follow a propaganda narrative? Does it take like 90% of the people? Does it take 60%? You may be surprised it only takes around 13 or so percent of the people to turn a country totally crazy. Because, see, too many people, around 40, 50, or 60%, literally 40 to 60%, are in the mushy middle. They're not, they're not really into the topic. They do what they have to do, like putting on a face diaper or staying home or accepting terms like I'm, I'm non-essential. They do this to get along because they don't want to be criticized. They don't want to be ostracized. They want they don't want fingers pointing at them that, oh, you're killing us with your coronavirus, you super spreader. So that middle just goes along for the ride and doesn't fight back. Then roughly about 25 to 30% do fight back on a regular basis. They do see the pandemic that is involved. They stand up and they're counted. Too many things about this pandemic defy human logic, common sense, and even real science. We have been fed a lot of baloney, nonsensical science from the likes of the the father of COVID, as I call him, the wizard of COVID, Anthony Fauci, who's consistently lied to the American people since the first time he got on 
the public stage on television. And quietly behind our backs has been trying to cover his tracks. We'll talk about that extensively on Thursday. The fact that that man is not wearing an orange jumpsuit awaiting trial. Awaiting a trial for genocide is remarkable to me. We'll be talking about that on the program. Now, my guest for today's program is Robert Metz. Now, one of the listeners to this program encouraged me to go to the website for a program called Just Right. And it is hosted by Robert Metz and others. And and by the way, he is the founding member, one of the founding members of the Freedom Party of Ontario back in 1984, has been its president ever since. And I'm thoroughly certain that in that capacity, he's irritated a lot of the, shall we say, status quo. And I'm excited to have him on the program today because there's a lot happening with our neighbor to the north that really influences and means a lot to all of us in the United States. What happens in Canada, United States, it's going to happen in Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom. We all have a shared heritage. We all have a shared responsibility. And so it's my great privilege, and I'll be telling you how to find uh, Bob's program, Robert Metz program, in just a little bit. And I want you to give a wonderful welcome to our guest today. And I want to start with this question. What in the world is going on in Canada with the coronavirus? Well, Bob, I think it's the same thing that's going on in numerous countries around the world with the coronavirus. And pardon me for answering it this way, but I would say absolutely nothing. Because this isn't about a coronavirus, and it never has been. You know, this is this is an incredible period of time we're going through in basically the Western nations. And what we're what is going on right now is literally what they've told us is happening: the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, whatever they want to call that, a whole realignment of the economy of everything. And the real issue that we're dealing with is not a viral pandemic, but right. a political pandemic. I believe that. And we, yes. And, and, and the problem is that people are so lost and let's face it at first. And when, when this came out, it sounded like something plausible. Like I actually entertained it. I mm-hmm. remember for maybe a week or two, but mm-hmm. after I saw what they did with the statistics, cause I've taken statistics and the first thing I noticed was, wait a minute, where's, where's the denominator in all of this? Right. Well, you, you, you're right. It started to, to me to unravel mid to late April of, of 2020. And I was I had come out of retirement to work for a large county in the United States on their coronavirus response because I, I have an emergency management background. And all the predictions that they were giving us in this particular county, and I've mentioned this before, Uh, on this program, we were told to expect by the summer, we're talking 2020, not 2021. By 2020, sometime in the summer, 3,000 people would be dead. 3,000. And that's a lot of people. So we're, we're building up, spending millions of dollars of money for something that never happened. And to this day, we haven't even hit close to 10% of that number, you know, almost two years later. In, in fact, if they're even really all corona 
related virus deaths, uh, which I don't believe uh, for one minute. So, you, so well, tell me what what unraveled it for you? You say the statistics. Anything else that that started to stand well, yeah. out? Well, I, you know, I was covering this even before it broke. I, I have the privilege of having a frequent guest on my show named Salim Mansour, who is a political uh, scientist. He's a he's a professor emeritus at Western University, and he's mm-hmm. very, really regular. And he predicted that this was going to happen before it did. And I thought he was kind of out of his mind at the time because he said, oh, no, there's going to be this coronavirus. And this was right at the time that um, Trump had given his great speech to the nation and everything was going well. Right. Um, Europe had just voted to, or, you know, England had just voted to separate itself from Europe and go more independent. And all Mm -hmm. that was looking very good. And I remember asking Salima, what could go bad now? And he says, well, it's going to be coronavirus because that's the next attack. And sure enough, one of my first signs was like I had a lot of contacts. People are writing me. And I had some contacts inside the hospitals. And one of them, who remained anonymous but kept reporting to me on the show, was working in a hospital in Toronto. All right. And he was in the ICU and in the emergency department. And as we were all sitting here reading that our hospitals were packed and crowded, he said, they, no, they weren't. They're empty. In fact, they're so empty, sitting around all day, not having any time. Wow. You know, a lot of time. You know, he had the time to write me and tell me all his opinions, which he said he would never, never do. And sad to say, he has since uh, left the country and is now mm-hmm. working in the hospital in Texas, where he says things are much more free. I bet. So I knew from the beginning that the stats were lying, that what was going on in the hospitals was simply ridiculous. And the idea of locking things down for a virus was unconscionable to me. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, Bob, I cannot think of any emergency of any sort that would justify any kind of lockdown. I don't care if it's a meteorite coming to earth, it's going to destroy us. I wouldn't care if it was a nuclear weapon. What are you going to do? Lock up in your home? Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're going to duck and, and, Hey, we're going to duck and cover like we learned back when I was a kid, you know, in the late 50s, yeah. early 60s. Yeah, I lived outside of New York City. When we see the flash, get under your desk. That's that's how we're going to save ourselves. I literally went through those same things when I was a kid in school. And and yeah, it's kind of funny listening back to it. And we were all worried. I remember uh, the Cuban crisis and this oh, crisis, yeah. right? Absolutely. And uh, all my neighbors built all my neighbors building fallout shelters in their basements in Long Island. Right, and and you know I live in London, Ontario, still do, and I did then, and uh, we were all told, yeah, this those missiles could reach this far north from where they are, so we were all freaking out mm-hmm. up here, I'll tell you. But in any case. Um, that wouldn't have saved us, and we and locking down and closing an economy is simply irrational. It's insane on its face, and even now, as we look back on the Spanish flu of uh, you know nineteen eighteen, thereabouts, give it or take a few years, mm-hmm. um, we're learning a lot of truths about that flu now that just aren't so that things we yeah. used to believe. And, and we're supposed and it, to believe this is a similar event that came out of nature of all things. And and now we're finding yeah, out I, that, that this virus, whatever it is that is attacking us, did not occur naturally. This is not a naturally occurring event. This has the earmarks well, of everybody playing with something they shouldn't be playing with. 
It does, and yet even once they released it, it didn't seem to be that harmful to a lot of people. I mean, the recovery rate is extraordinary, less than most flu, or greater than most most flus. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that there even ever was a virus. I don't think the virus was necessary. All that was necessary was a narrative mm-hmm. to get people scared because it's not the virus is not about the objective. From day one, every road leads to these so-called vaccines, the injection. Right, right, exactly. And and that is the virus. That's where you're get. That's where we're getting all the negative um, reactions, despite what the media wants mm-hmm. to say. I, I, I could I could bury myself in testimonials and 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 these these sad sad stories of people who've taken these so-called jabs, thinking that they were doing their neighbors a favor, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And not even taking it for health reasons, taking it for altruistic reasons, taking it for, you know, doing it for the other guy. That's not even how a vaccine works. That's yeah. not the principle of a vaccine, right? Well, every, everything, look, everything about these concoctions, because they had to change the legal definition of a vaccine to include this new, never-before-used-on-human-being technology. Because prior to, let's say, 2019 or 2018, there was a very specific legal and scientific definition for a vaccine. These things and from Moderna, Pfizer, don't meet it. <laughs> well, there still is. You know, it's no, and, it's no secret that a guy like, you know, Alex Jones calls his show InfoWars. He mm-hmm. talks about the war of words. Because in politics, always, it's all about define or be defined. That's the whole name of politics. Exactly. And I got into politics. I was basically anti-politics. I was one of those people who wasn't interested in politics. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the big problems we have in all free nations today. People take their freedoms for granted. And they take them for granted because of the recent history we had and the recent fact that, you know, mm-hmm. back here in Canada on on, on this coming... November 11th, it's our Remembrance Day. Right. And it seems to me that everyone's forgotten yeah. anything but what people fought for in the war. In the wars, you could say plural, because we never ended these wars. No, we haven't. And, and you know, you asked me an interesting question in one of our previous email exchanges. You asked, how is freedom being stolen in Canada? And... You know, I can't answer that question because I would say freedom is never stolen. It's always given up and, pardon the pun, given up freely. Yeah, and that you're very true. I ran into something I ran into something I shared on the program earlier this week that really was kind of an eye opener when you understand how people can be persuaded to become followers. You know, you, you would assume that you've got to have the majority of the people behind you, a majority truth is you don't you know when you want to do mass hysteria in a in a nation or a country or the world it really comes down to somewhere between 13 and 20 percent of the people have got to be true believers in whatever fear that you are peddling just 15 to 20 percent doesn't sound like much and you think well if you get 15 or or 13 percent or 18 percent are the are the true believers in the coronavirus and the vaccine? Well, you'd think the other 80% or so could do something. Well, here's the problem. More than 40% of the population, they're in the mushy middle, and they will err on the side of caution. And so they'll kind of believe the narrative 
of the fear mongers, and now you've got the majority. The truth is, it's the 30%, you and I, probably the listeners, most of the listeners to this program, that belong in the ones that are, their minds are going, this is illogical, this is nonsense, this is foolishness of the highest order, and why are people falling for never-ending, you know, they're already talking here in the United States, a fourth injection. We're not even 10 and a half months into getting injected, and they're already talking about a fourth shot for people. This is ridiculous. Hey, yep. And, and children. Canada, we are Up here in Canada, we already know they're planning for eight shots and, and are in areas of Europe, and they've already, that story's already come out. Mm-hmm. Trudeau's ordered enough, quote-unquote, vaccines for eight doses, and there have been some documents online uncovered that show that they, the vaccine passports, which are an obscenity, by the way, absolutely, um, are are already pre, you know, predetermined to have eight entries on them. They want they want to see each person with eight of these jabs stuck into them. Wow! And you know, you met- Th- those that live to those those that can make it through all eight jabs. I mean, I think that there's going to my my real fear in listening to credible doctors, not the ones that are paid for by Big Pharma, you know, bought to you by Pfizer or Moderna, you know, the company that had no assets, no product on the market, Moderna, that suddenly now their their people in charge became overnight billionaires with a B because of this uh, pandemic. And we're, we're supposed to believe that somehow the, you know, we just, this is insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Now, in Canada, <laughs> do you know this off the top of your head? And maybe you don't, and that's all right. I, I know in Israel, with a highly vaccinated population, the, the narrative that they thought they were going to be giving back in, oh, I don't know, March and April, it's not panning out. The people in the hospitals and getting sick are the vaccinated, not the not the unvaccinated, and the, and the ones that are carrying a higher viral load are the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. So, what what any any similarity in Canada these days? Well, absolutely. But the great similarity is that the mainstream media won't talk about it, won't mention it, won't even acknowledge it, even mm-hmm. though it's getting hard to ignore. And um, you know, I myself in my own small circle of friends mm-hmm. know of three people who have succumbed by dying because they got a vaccine. And I know of one in my circle and I know of about 12 that had the virus and all survived. All of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I think I had it too. I don't know, but I had it around in, in December, 2019 and mm-hmm. 2020. And it really knocked me out. Like for, for me, that was like two or three days in bed. So I get to watch TV and not mm-hmm. feel guilty about it, you know? <laughs> and we had a daughter that <laughs> w- that had about a two week bad ride, but, but has come yeah. through and, and others. And now here's the one thing I do know people, I know of only one person. I don't know this person at really in my circle of friends, but from a good friend of mine, one person, you know, the, there were two people he knew, himself and somebody else, both same age bracket. One was properly treated by a a doctor that, that saw through all the nonsense. And that person recovered in a matter of days. The other one, the hospital said, we're going to follow the Center for Disease Control Protocols. And you're not sick enough to be in the hospital, so go home until your lips turn blue. And when you get really sick, come back. Well, obviously, over time, he didn't make it. He died. 
And so a lot of it has to do with treatment. Now, I'm finding it interesting, and I'm not sure if you've been following this story. Suddenly, Pfizer is already talking about some kind of a pill to to treat people that are coming down with coronavirus. And allegedly, if their numbers are to believed, be believed, you know, it, it reduces your hospitalization and death rate by, by almost 90%. It remains to be seen. Right. That, that, that makes me wonder, do, are they not even believers in their own vaccine if they're having to come up with something else for a treatment? And, and that, that's my well, first question. I, uh, I'm aware of the story you're, you're, you're um, narrating right now, and I agree with everything you said. It's even worse than that. Um, you know, I, I called it the smoking gun the minute I saw that they were prohibiting or making it very difficult to get things like hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. and ivermectin, which are basically 100% effective. Yep. And then to have introduced remdesivir, which I'm convinced is what kills one or two of my friends. Oh, yeah, and, and causes kidney damage and everything else. That's how, that's how one of them died. And so... To me, that's that's a smoking gun. There's, I don't need to look at anything else. I don't need to look at. I don't need to look further than the frenzy with which mm-hmm. this vaccine rollout is happening. It's not a vaccine. It would never be a vaccine. That's true. If it was a vaccine, they wouldn't be doing this. They would be, you know, it would be in every person's self-interest to get it or not get it, depending on the risks they want to take. Mm-hmm. And I feel very, I just feel very honored that all these people care so much about me that they want me to stick this thing in my arm. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're yeah. doing their... You know, and, their, and, their, and the shaming if you don't, like, you don't care yeah. about your fellow man. Well, well, here's my problem. When people say you don't care about your fellow man because you're not taking the vaccine, my question is, when January comes in Ottawa, Canada, and we're talking the 15th of January... Do you demand that I wear a winter jacket, gloves, and a scarf to keep you warm? It doesn't make any sense. Why would I put on a heavy winter jacket to keep somebody else warm? If these vaccines do what a vaccine is supposed to do, it's irrelevant to you if I've had mine or not. I heard an interesting uh, humorous meme about this, and it went something along the line. I took my I took my vitamins today, but they won't work until you take yours. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> you exactly know? right. It's the, same, it's the same logic, and and what's distressing is that as absurd as that logic is, so many people accept it and operate on it. That's me. I know is the most scary thing about this whole situation we're in, and it is the abandonment of reason and the abandonment of common sense on the part of so many people. And the failure to see what's actually going on, that we're, we're being subjected to literally a political attack. The commies are taking over. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. It's been something. Oh, yeah. And, and, and most people are in this complete state of disbelief and denial, which is understandable to a point because it accompanies a betrayal of trust. Institutions that we sort of formerly trusted are now being proven not mm-hmm. to be trustable. And I think we have Donald Trump to thank for that. Um, he basically is the guy that speeded up this whole process. Yeah, absolutely. The, the slow, the slow uh, slide into fascism. I mean, mm-hmm. I was talking about fascism as the coming 
form of government way back in 1982. Right. And I remember writing a, an essay called Fascism and Frogs. You know, it was based on the that old uh, story that if you take a frog and put it in a pot of cold water on top of a stove yep. and you gradually turn up the heat, mm-hmm. the frog will stay in the water without trying to get out. I don't know if that's actually true. I, you know, I think he will jump eventually. But Hopefully. It does, uh, it does basically, yeah, it does basically illustrate the principle. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happened. And now all of a sudden, because of the stolen election, and yes, it was stolen. I, I was agree. It being stolen in front of my own eyes. They're being um, stolen everywhere. It's not just the United States. This is this is a worldwide phenomenon. Well, you're absolutely right, and uh, you know I'm I, I founded a political party up here in Ontario called the Freedom Party of Ontario. Mm-hmm. We've been running candidates, and I can tell you because I'm in, I'm sort of an insider, and I can see how political parties are regulated. The fix is in before you even begin, especially for small parties. Yep. The, the established parties, which you know, Republican, Democrat in your country, or liberal, conservative up in our country, um, they're really established. And it's, and it's from the history of the nation. It's a, it's a huge, um, you know, you can't just change history. The inertia is incredible, and a lot of people don't realize this. And another problem we have with maintaining our freedom in all the Western nations is, and I learned this the hard way, is that people aren't moving towards freedom. They don't want to understand what freedom is, but they're always running away from tyranny. Mm-hmm. And and the history of freedom has been this stop, start, stop, start thing, and every once in a while you lucked out, thank goodness for the Renaissance and mm-hmm. the Age of Enlightenment, mm-hmm. because that's where freedom emanates, is from ideas, from the, from the proper ideas. And you mentioned earlier, you're talking about people who are in the middle, who you know, the, 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 the centrist. Right. One thing... If, there, if there's an important lesson I have learned in life, and I learned this the hard way, mm-hmm. and I talk about it on my show, which is called Just Right, is that there is no political spectrum. There is no middle of the road. There are only two polarities, left and right. Exactly. And the left, repre- and the left represents tyranny and everything that falls under tyranny, every aspect of it, and the right represents freedom. Now, the biggest thing that happened was that they changed the definitions again. The left defined this political spectrum, and what they did was they put communism on the left and fascism on the right, and fascism is not on the right. It's on the left every bit as much as communism. Exactly. It's just a different brand of the same thing. The the, the differences are, are subtle. Communism is about ownership and control, Fascism dispenses with ownership and just controls. They're both totalitarian. And that's why fascism is always more efficient than communism and why communism always reverts into fascism. Mm-hmm. Because, and that's what Hitler discovered, right? Absolutely. If, if you leave property, at least in the name of owners, mm-hmm. they have a vested interest in it. And they'll try to fight to keep it, which is what's happening to the middle class right now. And, many, and look, in World, War, in World War II, many German companies to gain favor, and of course, the money, you know, it's all about the money. Uh, many corporations that we still know today did Hitler's bidding because they wanted to be at that table of the elite and the powerful and the wealthy. And well, that's also part of it. It might even be worse than that. We're learning today that maybe Hitler was doing some of their bidding. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, these are some of the people behind all these uh, 
um, vaccine developments and some yes, of the they are. Stories. Yes, they yeah. are. And 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 this is still going on today. I think we're still seeing, you know, remnants of the last war that was was really never concluded. But people have, you know, they've lost their sense of political direction because of this stupid thing called, you know, a, a political um, spectrum. There is no spectrum. There's just a polarity. And uh, you know, I did a show on uh, about all that called "Broken Political Compass." It's, it's, and that's literally what it is. If you don't know what direction you're going in, then, you, then you'll turn anywhere. And then when people run from one tyranny, they often run into another, not realizing it's not freedom. And, you know, freedom is based on very specific principles. And if you aren't following them, you ain't going to get freedom. It's not ever going to happen. You know, it's really funny. You remember, remember freedom of speech? Mm-hmm. We used <laughs> well, to have it. Now they're telling yeah, well, now they're telling us that words are violent. And you yeah, remember yeah. life, liberty, and property? Well, now they're telling us that we'll own nothing. And remember and be the happy. pursuit of happiness? Yeah, well, now they're telling us we'll just be happy without any necessity of pursuit. Think about the moral inversion that's going on here. The, the, this whole philosophy is so anti-human and anti-life and anti-freedom that we have to learn more about it. And the secret is to always use accurate definitions. The, the, the path to truth is to use accurate definitions. When people start messing around with definitions, right away, you know they're evil, especially if they're using it to manipulate you. My guest on the program today is Robert Metz. He is the host of a program called Just Right. That's just right. And we'll tell you more about how to find that program in in just a few minutes. We'll be taking a break. Just so you know, Robert Metz, he's an individual that is deeply involved with the Freedom Party in Ontario, Canada. And I've always had a wonderful love for the nation of Canada. When I was much younger, I traveled there frequently. So I I have friends literally from Winnipeg all the way to New Brunswick and have had friends over the years. And as I see so many of the things that are happening in that nation, the closing down of churches, the, the people just giving up their rights and not fighting back and allowing themselves to be censored by the tech tyrants, watching their economy be decimated, and people's lives destroyed. It's 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 absolutely to me unconscionable, and it's also heartbreaking. It's happening in Australia, New Zealand. This corona insanity has gone beyond the pale. There's no justification for any of the insane things that are being done. Now, on Thursday's program, I'm going to share my thoughts on what I call this mass insanity, this mass delusion. I've been putting together some research, and I, I really want to share some material that I have found. And the changing narrative. The narrative is constantly changing. It's never the same. It's always, it's always in motion. It's a moving target. Dr. Fraud Fauci keeps changing the narrative and denies that he ever changed the narrative, denies he has any knowledge about gain of function. Yet the wizard of COVID, the father of this pandemic, the one that released this plague on the planet, 
in my opinion, his hands are tied and dirty with this, with others, need to be held accountable, and we need to stop playing dead and rolling over for every fascist fool in government that demands our obedience. It's got to stop. These unconstitutional mandates in the United States, you need to start pushing back. And I'll talk more Thursday on exactly how you can push back. Now, tomorrow, we have as our guest host, Jim Calhoun. And I don't know how to thank him enough because during these, these weeks ahead, as we're working on this shortwave project, the transmitter project, I, I need the time. And, and and doing this show five days a week, having one day a week taken off of my shoulders has been absolutely huge. And so I thank Jim from the bottom of my heart. I'll be giving you some updates probably next week on the project. Also, spend some time with a good friend of this program and a friend of mine, Edward Zoll, who used to be with True News. He is launching his own podcast and video cast shortly. And it is called Crosstalk News. And I hope to have him back on the program. God is opening up doors for his ministry. And he's got all this square footage in Vero Beach he needs to make use of. And I think God has got a plan. Pray that I can help. I plan on doing some things for him. I've been loaning him some equipment and giving him some gear. And I, I hope to see him up and running because we need as many watchmen out there sharing this information on as many platforms as humanly possible. If you happen to believe in what we're doing here, would you consider giving our program financial support? A check made payable to Ancient Word Radio will help pay for the airtime. This is the most, this is the what we pay every month is an airtime bill. And the mailing address during this time we're in Florida is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 57. 53 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. 32536. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman, the angel and the Iblis. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, Islamic authorities, the Muslims, their authorities maintain that the Quran, their holy book, is pure Arabic given by the divine, right from heaven. Quran, the Quran is Arabic, but not quite pure. The language reveals borrowings. For instance, the word in the Quran for the law of Moses is the Torah. Well, that's obviously from the Torah, from the Bible in Judaism. And the word for, for Iblis, the word Iblis is the word used for Satan, which is kind of strange because Iblis is a distortion of the word in the Greek New Testament, which is Diabolus which means clearly the Quran got this from the Greek, not Arabic, the Greek of the New Testament. And furthermore, the word for the good news is the angel in the Quran. Well, that angel clearly comes from Yuangel, 
or where we get the word evangelism, that's from the Greek New Testament. It's the word for the gospel. What does it tell us? Well, clearly the Quran borrowed what they got and they got things wrong. It was an imitation. But you have the original. You have the original. The angel is from you, angel, which means you have, it's from the gospel that you have. You got the original gospel of God. There's many imitations, but there's only one original. That's why religions all over try to claim Jesus, Messiah, as the prophet, as the new age, as the, the Christ consciousness. But don't settle for substitutes. You got the real thing. Get back to the original, the real Messiah. You got the real thing. Stick to him close and accept no substitutes. Want more? Ask for Islam and the Messiah. Now, how do you like to receive special daily meditations, teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week? Updates on Israel and prophecy. A free subscription to Sapphires and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. You can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. This is Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, stick with the real thing, my friend, and don't be fooled by imitations. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah. Hadavar, the real thing. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Tuesday. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad you're with us. My guest today, Robert Metz, one of the co-hosts of a program called Just Right. And I've been excited to hear that program. I've been looking forward to having Robert Metz as a guest. He's also the head of the Freedom Party of Ontario. And as we get back, uh, Bob, would you tell us how to find out more about the program? Uh, the show is called Just Right, and it broadcasts on um, shortwave on WBCQ, the planet, out of Monticello, Maine, which is at 5130 kilohertz. And mm-hmm. we also broadcast out of Ingolstadt, Germany, on channel 292, mm-hmm. which is on 6070 kilohertz. And we're online. Um, you can get all of our past broadcasts and, and many more because my history goes back long before this show. And it's at Just Right Media. It's all one word, all lowercase. Okay, Just Right and, Media. Yeah, and .org. Just Right Media .org. Okay, I want because I've listened to some of your programs as well. And, you know, I, I was mentioning before we started uh, the program today when we first connected that a lot of people want me to listen to radio programs. A lot of people want me to watch videos. Yours is one that was recommended to me by a listener of mine. And that's how I discovered you. And and I've had the opportunity. It, lately, it's been a little harder to, to listen because of trying that we've been traveling and doing the radio show and adding, you know, more time to shortwave for this program, working on right. a project at WRMI. 
but it, it's wonderful to hear other voices. Like we are in that 30% of the people that are questioning the narrative that we're being fed because it is illogical. It is based upon emotion, a constantly changing narrative with Dr. Fauci here in the United States, a great example. He has been consistent on one thing, being changeable and wrong. Consistent. I mean, he's been very consistent. Uh, Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. A mask is just patriotic, but don't wear a mask. Well, wear a mask. Wear two masks. Wear three. No, you don't need a mask if you're vaccinated. Well, you do need a mask if you're vaccinated. Maybe three again. I mean, this never ends. And people get worn out. When is this going to stop? I, I, you wouldn't I, believe how ridi- you wouldn't believe how ridiculous it is. Our our version of uh, Fauci up here in Canada is a woman named Teresa Tan, and she mm-hmm. came from the World Health Organization. Oh boy, is, is, that that you know, says it all right there. <laughs> and some of the things that she has recommended over the years. I mean, even what sexual position people should be in during the pandemic. And I don't even know if it's appropriate nah, to say it on the I don't air. even want okay. to go there. I mean, no. it's, it's look, I can I can envision. Look, it's, it's like yeah. us having Richard Levine, commonly known as Rachel. You know, someone, someone sent me a, a picture, and it had on the picture on the left, it had uh, Richard or Rachel Levine, you know, our health secretary person, uh, you know, the, the transgender. On the right is the new lieutenant governor, last name Winsome, in Virginia, a black woman. Right. On the left, it says, welcome to 2020, where this dude on the left is a courageous woman and the black woman on the right is a white supremacist. I mean, this is where the narrative has gone in the United States. And people really somehow, the CNN people think we're going to buy into this nonsense. Exactly. I, I My memories of Canada... I used to live growing up in Long Island as a little kid, but I spent my more formative years in upstate New York, only about an hour and 20 minutes from Buffalo. So it was, it was an easy journey back in the day for my friends and I to hop into the 1964, uh, it was a Buick, oh, now I got to remember the name of the car, <laughs> Riviera. And we'd hop in the old Riviera, and we'd just fly up to Toronto in no time. It was an easy crossing back in the day. It was nothing to it, in and out in seconds. Back in the day, and by that I mean before 9-11, we could go to the United States from Canada and not even realize we left the country. That's right. You'd just go through the border, they let you through. There wasn't a single year that I didn't drive from London, Ontario, all the way down to Key West. Mm-hmm. We spent a month in Florida. I know the area well. We took our kids to, uh, you know, um, what what is it in Orlando? There, the um, yeah, the the mouse Disney or or Universal yeah, Studios, Disney, Disney World, Disney World. I keep forgetting if it's Disneyland or Disney World. Disney, Disney World. World, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, but and have many relatives and friends down there, and been up and down that way so many times. It's 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 second nature to me, mm-hmm. uh, but haven't been. For the last while, of course, now travel is not being allowed, and I'm not planning to get vaccinated soon. I'll tell you that. Either am I. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, but sure. I think back to particularly the 1970s, going up there on a regular basis, uh, visiting. I have friends that are, I have friends that I have made over the years that live from Winnipeg all the way to Ontario, and even some in uh, in New Brunswick. 
So I, I have friends in Canada, and they all think like I do. So when I look at the news and I see what you're doing up there, I'm wondering, th- th- does the 30% or the, does the 15% up there have that much influence? And, and And I've wondered, is there any part of Canada that is resisting some of this nonsense coming out of Ottawa. I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. Oh, oh, yes. oh, yes, there is. There, there are huge rallies every week. Montreal is setting records. You, if you took, take aerial shots, you'll see a sea of people. You just won't read about it or hear about it anywhere in the mainstream media. That's mm-hmm. going on all the time. But, you know, I've, I've heard your reference now, you know, the 15, 20%, whatever. It's a principle in politics, and it's not necessarily a bad thing per se, but the fact is governments and politics are run by minorities. Mm -hmm. They're simply run by minorities, because most people aren't interested enough in politics to even get involved with the process. It's the same same literally in any nonprofit organization, a church, a club. Less than 20% do over 80% of the work on a consistent basis. That's just, a, unfortunately, uh, a bad tribute to our human nature. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've worked in many committees and, and all sorts of group efforts, and it always boils down, no matter which one it is, that one or two people are the ones that do all the work. And it's the same with political parties. Mm-hmm. I run a political party. We have an executive of seven. That's the number that it's limited to. They establish the the direction of the party, and that's true of every political party. They can, you know, Trudeau he has his inner cabinet, and each, uh, you know, Trump has his, Biden has his, and it's always a handful of people who are actually running everything, and then everyone else just goes along or doesn't go along, mm-hmm. and that that's that's the process. I don't think there's much we can do to change that, but what is necessary is a grand awakening about the nature of freedom and, the, and, and its great value and, mm-hmm. and why it's not just desirable but necessary. And it, and it, it basically defines hu- human beings. I mean, human beings are rational creatures. We have free will, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, I, I remember we were fortunate and, and, and um, rather privileged to have on our show once uh, Margaret Thatcher's right-hand man who actually was the one who turned her off of climate change and trying to fight climate change, and that was Lord Christopher Monckton. Mm. And, he, and he spoke for us here in London back in 2012. Anybody can visit our site and check this on our YouTube channel. We do a few YouTube things, too. And they'll see that he referred to the soul as reason plus memory plus free will combined. That is That's true. the nature of man's soul on this earth, right? And he talked about how that is what is under attack. And he was talking about this back in 2012. He's yeah. talking about Agenda yeah. 21. Listen, and, and listen we've heard the coming. climate The climate uh, boogeyman has been out there uh, since Earth Day 1970, and or before, really. It's been ginned up for decades prior, but it, it kind of culminated as a the thing. In 1970, in April, May of that May of that year, and and I remember it well. I remember being told that the Earth is gonna is gonna go into a dark winter, and Miami Beach is gonna be under snow by the year 1990. It's gonna be all over. It's gonna be a frozen wasteland, a tundra everywhere, if we don't do something now. And so, for the last 50 some odd years, I've been hearing we have 10 years left. <laughs> 
And I'm waiting. This go. I mean, where I live in Florida should be underwater based upon predictions from the 1980s and early 1990s that never happened. Oh, this is all just hysteria making to to push other agendas. The climate change agenda is exactly for the same purpose as is the COVID agenda. Exactly the same people are running it. The mm-hmm. same people are pushing it. The same and scam artist. The same yeah, scam artist. And here again, I had a privilege of because he, he he lives and teaches at Western here in London, um, Professor Christopher Essex. Now he's a guy, believe it or not, number one guy in the world on climate change. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks to him. In fact, our parliament, uh, I think they called him some evil kind of guy or something. They labeled him some something horrible. And and he he wrote a book called Taken by Storm, and this was like years ago. Right. And he was the first guy to do um, computer modeling. And he said computer modeling is totally no good. You can't use it. That's right. Because, hey, because, they used computer modeling at the Imperial College to tell us how many people were going to die of the coronavirus back in February of last year. That never came true. They were off by a factor of, I don't know, uh, 4,000% or something. You know, there's this idea that computers are smarter than people somehow, which is nonsensical. Because the only thing that comes out of a computer is what you put in. Garbage in, garbage Garbage out. Garbage out. Everybody knows that statement. And that's exactly what we're getting. So why people would expect some kind of revelation to come out of a computer after they've already put the data in... The only thing a computer is handy for is counting, mm-hmm. counting and calculating. And even that can be manipulated. <laughs> We're learning well, that in, in voting, but we can even make those change. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's right. But I'm keeping it simple. Let, let's face it, there's honesty in a lot of people. We can't assume everybody is on the take. But, um, no, it, it, it's um, the whole mythology around all these models and, and the predictions they're making and the idea that they are – Trying to, for example, in climate, they're talking about that the Earth we're saving today is for like a thousand years in the future. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, and then on top of that, what are they doing? They're fighting CO2. CO2 is the gas of life. We want more CO2. Exactly. And and we we know they ignore this, that at one time in our, our Earth's history, it was at a higher level than it is today. It, it absolutely had to be. The Earth, our lushness is dependent upon CO2. And as the Earth becomes more lush, it ex- it exhales back to us oxygen for all of God's creatures to breathe. It is a back-and-forth motion that is by perfect design. And and we, we try to think we can manipulate it. Oh, we need to lower it. So you want to have lower crop output. You want to have lower yields on crops which feed people and animals and nature. You know, you're, you're playing with fire, I've, I believe, these people. Oh. They have no clue of what they're getting themselves into. Just like playing with a with a virus and manipulating again, it. Again, you never forget that it's not about the climate and it's not about the virus. No. It's about their agenda. It's about their agenda of getting these injections into us and some of the stories I'm hearing about those injections come right out of science fiction and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But apparently it's real. And I'm seeing more and more people um, confirm that, people in the science field. Um, 
I just find it amazing that what I'm covering today when I talk about what's going on around me is, is every day seeming more and more like a science fiction horror story. A 1950s it, and a bad one at that, but it's it's playing out. This is what's so scary. Yeah. And I, wait, here's, I like some of those old science fiction movies in the 50s. <laughs> I, I do, an hour living one. Yeah. What, what, yeah. I, what, I'm, what I have a hard time in my mind comprehending is how people, and, and it, it has to be that too many people in the last 20, 30 years, maybe a little longer, education has been one of the greatest tools used by the left in controlling a society because they start at a young age. They it, it, Look, Adolf Hitler believed if he has the hearts and the souls of the youth, he would have an eternal kingdom on this earth. You know, the, the Third Reich would last forever. And yeah. that, so they, they worked diligently. Our public schools in the United States, in many cities, uh, increasingly have become centers of global indoctrination. We must accept this, that, or the other, which was never accepted before, and we must throw out rational thought and live off emotion. And, and I think the smartphone and having our faces buried into a device all day doesn't help matters at all. Before we wind up the program, before we wind yeah. up, we're going to run out of time. I can see it. There, Bob, is there anything that you would really like to stress to remember? The audience on this program is Australia, the United States, Canada, oh, yeah. New Zealand, uh, even some increasing now in the United Kingdom. What, what can you share to the English-speaking world that we all need to, to hold in common and work together as a cause? Well, again, I think it comes down to understanding the nature of freedom and understanding that it's a, it's, it's a battle of words. And, and it's important that everyone who is opposed to this speak out and speak out loud and clearly and not be afraid of mm -hmm. things. And above all, not to do so many things that are the wrong things to do. Uh, I see a lot of well-intentioned people doing many things, and I, I did a lot of these too, so I speak from experience. I'm criticizing myself in these crit criticisms as well. And one of the things is being against X or Y and not being in favor of freedom. Okay, you can, it, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. um, people who call themselves conservatives but aren't, or, or who call themselves Republicans but aren't. There yep. again, you're yep. seeing a, an issue where uh, the law of identity doesn't stick because the definition is wrong. There are people who are advocating anarchy and less government, mm -hmm. and or who are anti-government. The problem is they don't realize we have anarchy now. Yeah, a lack of government is not simply anarchy, you know. And we need what we need is government. We don't have any government. No, we have at rule. least we we don't have government that is you know truly representing you know, the freedom of the people. They're not doing it anymore. I well, mean, that, they're representing that, themselves, their self-interest. Look, the Biden family becoming mega millionaires from a senator's salary is improbable, impossible. As Harry Truman said, show me a wealthy politician and I'll show you a crook. I mean, he, he was right. Right. Well, if, if they're a politician, yeah. And that's another thing is, is to distinguish between those people who are rich and who earned it and those who are rich and who took it because they have a government contract or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have to separate economics from the state. 
The government should be a referee in the game, not a player. Absolutely. It's very important. And when I say that, it doesn't mean you don't have laws or that you don't have regulations. But what the government never does is interfere in economic matters. That is, it doesn't set prices. It doesn't interfere with the law of supply and demand. It doesn't interfere with the free choice of consumers to buy what they want and what they don't buy, mm-hmm. what they don't want, right? And the government and shouldn't have these vaccine mandates to companies right. what are forcing them now to do business and survive. They've got to abide by forcing their people to take an experimental concoction where the where, where the, you could ever sue the manufacturer for negligence when it finally does come out. And look, there's there's not going to be designer negligence. You know, how many people believe that Pfizer's the approved vaccine? It is not. You cannot get the approved version anywhere. It's not there yet. It's still the emergency use authorization. Any closing thoughts? Yeah. Don't accept this idea that you're anti-vaxxer because you're opposed to these uh Injections. They're not. They're so to be opposed to them. You're not being an anti-vaxxer, and you have to stand up for your own freedom. You know, when I talked about separation of 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 the economics and government, that system is called capitalism, and you have to be proud to be on the right and not always um, be afraid of that label. Because you know, the left is never afraid of being called left. Mm Mm-hmm. But people on the right are afraid of being called right because they allowed the left to define the right for everybody. They put fascism on the right. And, of course, it's not there. And they're quite right in not wanting to be associated with fascism. But they have to understand the right is where freedom sits. Because if it isn't there, where is it? Where is freedom on this imaginary political spectrum if on the left and right All you've got is two extremes of totalitarianism. It's not in some imagined middle. You don't pick half of communism and half of fascism and get freedom. It doesn't work that way. My guest today has been Robert Metz of the Freedom Party of Ontario, Canada, also host of a program called Just Right. You can find that at justrightmedia.org. If you believe in the work we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, would you consider helping us financially to pay for the shortwave airtime? I'm still a big believer in shortwave. I'm not just into the internet like many. I believe there's a value and it's going to be here for a while, especially in the difficult times ahead. If you can help us with the airtime bill, if you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's our box, 3248. And we are in Crestview, C-R-E-S-T-V-I-E-W, Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. That's zip code again, 32536. Until tomorrow, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.